What is up, soccer people? All right, that's enough. Okay. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Sam Salter, alongside your second favorite podcast host, Sam Salter. <laughs> Keith <laughs> Allen. Um, welcome back to the premiere podcast. Um, as always, we will go over all the news that happened this week, some transfer rumors we're going to talk about, uh, a lot of talk about with match, match results, some VAR drama, of course, there always is VAR drama. But uh, as you know, the international break is this weekend, so we will not be here next week. Yeah, I kind of wish it was last weekend or this past weekend. Why? You know what I mean? Labor Day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's some news with that, but I don't know if we'll get into that a lot. But uh, we will be back in two weeks' time. But for now, we will get into this week's podcast right after the intro. And we are back. Um, so first of all, we're going to go over some of the transfer deadline deals that went through. Um, not a lot to talk about, except for a lot of Manchester United signings, or departures, yeah, not signings. Yeah, I was going to say, not signings. Um, <laughs> so first of all, uh, the obvious ones that happened were Lukaku leaving Inter Milan for $74 million and Alexis Sanchez going alone to also Inter Milan. But some surprising ones that went through on the last day were that Chris Smalling went to Roma on loan. I know. So, Good luck, guys. <laughs> the, the end of a the end of an amazing duo between him and Chris, uh, not Chris Moyer, Phil Jones, and then Matteo Darmian, who was really never used post. I think Louis Van Hall signed him. Yeah, post no, Louis Van Hall, he hasn't been used in like three years. Yeah, I think. he left to Parma, back to Italy, where he came from, uh, for one point seven million. Um, so the one thing that I want to note is that United had already lost Valencia. Um, what's his name? Antonio Valencia, and then yeah. Ender Herrera in the transfer window. So. Um, losing a lot of your depth, I would say. I mean, your attacking is your attack is no longer Lukaku, Alexis Sanchez, and all them. It's just literally, what is it? Martial, Rashford, Mason Greenwood, Dan, Dan, and Daniel James. James. <laughs> yeah, we don't even. I can't even Pogba. name him. It's well, he's like he had like a, most of our goals. Yeah, um, but yeah, your your attacking like threat and depth is. Very minimal now, so it was kind of a bizarre move, but obviously Alexis Sanchez needed to to go out the door. Lukaku was kind of bizarre. I thought you guys might bring in somebody to replace him, especially with bringing in $74 I mean, obviously he left left after the transfer deadline for the Premier League, but I think you guys obviously knew he was leaving. It was rumored for, like, the whole entire time. Yeah, I I mean, I was just hoping, you know, like that Dybala deal would have gone through. Yeah. Or even if we had gotten, like, Mandzukic at the least— um, yeah, and also speaking of Mandzukic, um, I don't know why they just that probably would have been a good sign because he just got left out of Juventus's uh, Champions League squad, so he's yeah. not even playing in the Champions League group stages, which is insane. Yeah, I mean their depth is crazy, but it's kind of wild that um, that deal didn't go through. I think Juventus won a, l- a little yeah. more, I guess, or United won more. I'd say United won more. Yeah, but um, yeah, so Man United losing a lot of depth, which was yeah. strange and bizarre. They didn't really replace. Herrera either, who was a solid, solid person yeah, in our squad. I mean, a very important role player in your midfield. Yeah. Um, um, I'm glad we didn't lose Juan Mata though, for sure. Yeah, and he was he's kind to leave. of been our glue a little bit almost. He's been the mo- he's been a consistent player. Yeah, forever. Yeah, uh, he was at Chelsea and he was when Mourinho brought him in from Chelsea. But yeah, he's been he's been kind of your most reliable old veteran player that you need. You'll need you need those in your squad at all times just to kind of keep the younger players in check and remind them what consistency and 
good like you know good players look like yeah and you don't use them you can't use them the whole game which kind of sucks because obviously he's getting old his fitness probably isn't where it used to be but a great 60th minute sub juan mata still is um another team that lost some depth which was also bizarre was um chelsea let timio bakayoko go back to monaco on loan once again and then they got rid of zavacosta let him go to roma on loan um love their loans they do but um a team that was already low on death because of the transfer ban yeah i don't I don't understand that. I mean, those two players are like solid players. Yeah. So right now the, right now the options at right back are basically, um, who are they? It's Aspilicueta, who is a natural right back, but has been playing center back for years, and he kind of got bodied this weekend, even against Sheffield. And then I don't know who else it. Mm, I'd I have know. to look at their team sheet. I mean, I don't yeah, know. I think Zapacosta can also play left back, but uh, they have Emerson and Marcus Alonso, who are right there. But Timmy Bakayoko is probably the most shocking to me. Um, there were a lot of rumors saying that he was going to come back, stay, um, but he just they let him go back on loan to Monaco once again, which is who they signed him from. But um, I don't know. It makes, doesn't make sense. So their midfield is basically, I don't know who their depth is. It's, it's not very uh, much. It's Barkley, Conte, Jorginho, Kovacic, and I don't know much past that. So a bizarre move. You'd think you would pull all of your players, any player you have on loan because of the ban. Just to help Frank Lampard out. Frankie needs as many players as he can get. But uh, I guess... Well, I mean, they can still pull them back, can't they, at any time? Not really, unless the team agrees to it. Yeah, I guess you're right. You sign a contract. You can't just pull players back whenever you want. It's kind of <laughs> bizarre. Um, so, yeah. Damn, it's weird how that, that works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Chelsea, I don't know what they're doing, but um, they're doing it. I don't know. I think... I don't know how else to explain it. It's just bizarre. You want to help Frank Lampard as much as possible. I think they're not giving him the necessary tools to do so. I think they might have bet that he... They might have bet with the Vegas odds that he's the first one to get <laughs> Yeah, they, they put their bets on him, so they need to <laughs> screw him over as much as possible. Um, another move that happened was Chicharito leaving West Ham for Sevilla, uh, going back to Spain for $8.84 million. Uh, not a big deal. Um, they already lost Arnautovic, but they did sign Hilaire, so um, getting rid of Chicharito probably wasn't the biggest worry in the world. Obviously, he doesn't get many goals any every year. He just kind of is there for like support. Yeah, um, not a huge deal, but it happened. Uh, another note is Mario Lemina left Southampton for Galatasaray on loan. Uh, he was linked with some big clubs uh, earlier in the transfer window: PSG, Monaco, Liverpool. We don't know how true those rumors are. There, of course, they were just rumors. And then finally, um, Fernando Llorente went to Napoli on free, and then Nacho Montreal went to Real Sociedad for two hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars. <laughs> Uh, so shows how much he was worth. I think his contract was just running low. I think it's me and Keith discussed. We didn't really look it up, even though we probably should have. But to be uh, honest, yeah. I mean, he wasn't much of a. I mean, he he played a solid amount, but. Mm-hmm. So overall, some deadline day deals went through. Some shocking ones. Oh, one I did mention. I forgot one. Hendrik Mkhitaryan also went to Roma. Yeah. Which was bizarre, but he, he got sold though, right? Mm, I think he went on loan. Did he? Yeah. I can't remember now. I saw I saw he just went to Roma. I didn't see the actual details. Yeah, a lot of weird loan moves to Roma. I don't know what Roma's planning, but they're uh, plotting <laughs> to revamp a lot of dead yeah. <laughs> dead Premier League players, Chris Spelling, Zapacosta, and Mkhitaryan. But um, some deals went through. Some squad depth was changed. Um, not much was really not much really changed in the debt, like in terms of any title threats or anything like that. So um, pretty uneventful, but also some interesting things happened. But moving on to the fixtures that happened this week, mm-hmm. and first of all, we got to talk about Keith's favorite team, <laughs> Manchester United versus Southampton. 
Um, this is a game week in week out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just they're disappointing a lot for for a few times now. Um, but as for our predictions, Keith guessed one zero United. I guessed two zero United. Obviously, it ended up being a one one draw. So neither of us got a point on that. Uh, you'll notice this theme throughout all of the games for the first four games that we talk about. Um, we did awful, woefully bad on predictions. Woefully bad. But it was oh, also kind garbage. of a weird week. Just it was a weird week. Um, so the game started off with Daniel James scoring another another worldie in the tenth minute. Um, it's his third on the year, and if you fun fact, it's his third on the year from three shots on target. Yeah, so now he's the highest scoring nice he's the highest scorer on the team in front of Marty out and Rashford. Yeah, dude, he's just the most efficient. <laughs> yeah, but it's so bizarre. So, um I think so there was something that came out that Ole Ole said it himself. He said we need to score easier goals. And I think that's 100% true. Um I think United need to focus on scoring tap-ins. They need to go to the outside of the box. Pull like a City. City loves to do this thing where we go to the we go to the wings and we low driven ball in and just tap it in. Yeah. And Ole kind of alluded to the fact that that is what United need to focus on. Uh, the games that they've won, Marty Out and Rashford have both gotten easy tap-ins. Um, obviously, there's been some problems with penalties, but I think the main focus moving forward is that... We have solid wingers now. I mean, Daniel James and Anthony Martial, I mean, yeah. they're good. You have the attacking prowess to score easy goals, but I, as of right now, you're only scoring goals that are bonkers in the last two games. Yeah. Which, I mean, great. It's great to see. Like, we love that. Daniel James scoring belters is fantastic for fans. It's fun for United people. But um, it's not the kind of goals that win games. You can't score those all the time. They're like a once every few games kind of thing. Or oh, once every game now. Yeah. But <laughs> you need to score easier goals to yeah, go along I with agree. that in order to get the results. I agree. Um, but Daniel James, shout out to him. Um, this is the kind of player that Sir Alex Ferguson would have loved. Uh, you can tell he has a lot of passion for the team. I saw something. I don't know if you've you seen that Geico commercial where the guy slides around yep, forever. Yep. <laughs> He's a Daniel James when he scores a goal. Whenever he scores a goal. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's... I mean, he has a lot of heart. Sorry, my phone's blown up. Yeah, when you're getting notifications. <laughs> yeah, from... notifications. It was a Bleacher Report thing. Yeah. Sucks. Um, so, yeah, Daniel James is the kind of player that Sir Alex Ferguson would have loved. Ole probably loves him, too, and that's why he starts game, every game now. Says he didn't start in the first game. Um, but, yeah, I think United need to look for more players like this moving forward in order to get like kind of that heart and that yeah. kind of desire back on the team. Because if you look at players like Marty Al, who's been – um, disgruntled at times, and Rashford, who seems also yeah. um, unconfident, and then obviously the whole, whole Pogba situation, who's always a wild card. You never know how he's going to feel. I think, but, yeah, I just think it's Daniel James just brings that passion and uh, energy and that effort back to United that you love to see, um, which we haven't seen with a lot of the players. Yeah. I mean, that man's always going balls to the wall, it seems like, like, on, like whenever he's on the field, so... It's really nice to see that from someone. It, you, we really haven't seen it in a while. Like the just uh, the whole ninety yeah. minutes, just flat out giving all he has. Where you know sometimes some guys will, you know, jog back or. Yeah, I think I think part of that is accredited to his youth. I think a lot of young players have a lot, a lot more heart for their team. You've seen it in players like Mason Mount, who is a huge Chelsea guy, always been Chelsea. But uh, I think a lot of the older players, as you become older and maybe more popularity, you become more of an individual and maybe not focus yeah. on the team. So. That's been the the target for Ole has been youth and people dedicated to the team. So Daniel James is a step in the right direction, but there still is a lot of work needed. Um, Southampton end up scoring a goal from a cross on a header. Uh, deflected off Lindelof's head. Really, De Gea really couldn't do anything. So it's been one of the first few weeks where De Gea hasn't screwed up. So that's a good move. It's and, looking um, all right, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, Southampton equalizes 
and the game ends 1-1. Some things to note were that United had uh, 58% possession and 21 shots. Southampton still had 10 shots, which, I mean, it is half of United, but, I mean, it was enough to score a goal. You obviously don't want a team like Southampton scoring scoring a goal or just having 10 shots on you. And And they were down a man. Yeah, and they were down a man for the last 20 minutes. That was the worst part. (laughs) Yeah, so um, United need to take three points away from any game like this, um, especially if they want to challenge for the top six. Um, obviously, their goal is to go for a Champions League spot, but it's looking more and more likely that it's not going to happen. But uh, three points is necessary in a game against Southampton, so kind of worried. Like win the Europa League or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but this has been the third straight game that United has failed to protect a lead, or they've given up the lead, which is kind of a fun fact. So you added Basaka, you added Maguire, and you still can't keep a lead. You've gone up one zero, and then I think you were up two one, and then lost three two, and tied one one. Yeah. So, That's right. yeah, so some bizarre, I don't know. It's You added depth, it seemed like, to your defense, but I don't think it's really together already. And then a lot. the one thing that I hate, okay, so I saw this stat on Twitter the other day. Um, Juan Basaka has the most tackles out of any player in the Premier League right now. If you look at that list, not a single player plays for a top four team. That's insane. Though. So the fact is that good teams shouldn't have to make tackles. But Basaka loves well, to make I think every team should have to make tackles. Well, yeah, but you don't. <laughs> but attack usually you don't want them. I get what you're saying. Yeah, you either want to have the ball or you're, you you don't want to make more t- way more tackles than everybody else because that means the other team has the ball and the other team is yeah. getting past you where you have to make a tackle. Well, then I'm wondering if that just has to do more with our midfield than our defense. Yeah, I think it has to do with a lot of it, but I think your defense needs improving. I think because if, been, if it think, comes down to him making the tackle every single time, I mean that's kind of indicative of what's going on in the midfield where yeah or even then like if we have possession we're just always losing it so yeah and a lot of time Bissaka though he loves to make a tackle from behind not behind but like from the side he's yeah. not really you want to I think if you watch Van Dyke um who's like the pinnacle of all defenders he's constantly in front of, like he's constantly behind us man we saw him get beat by Jay Rodriguez which we'll talk about later but if you watched he got beat and then immediately rotated back to be and still in front of him like if he yeah. shot on goal yeah so I think the point is that if you're making tackles like Basaka does, he's on the ground. There's been a few times we've we've seen where he'll make a tackle and he won't exactly win it, but then he'll be on the ground. Yeah. And then what do you do? You're screwed. He gets around you. And then we've seen parts where Maguire will make a tackle and he'll be caught behind. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of defensive changes that need to be done. Maybe that's up to um, Ole to instill in his defenders. But I don't know. Um, speaking of Ole, I don't know if he'll be there too much longer. He doesn't um, win some soon. Yeah. If he doesn't win some soon, exactly. Um, he, lo- he lost all points at Palace and lost dropped two points at Southampton. If he would have told me that at the beginning of the season, I think we both would have been like, oh, that's not a good start. No, it's not. So a um, lot of draw, a lot of takeaways. We love the Manchester United drama, uh, and it will continue for the whole year. We know it will. We love it. Keith loves it. I love it. It's making me age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's going to have gray hairs by the end of the podcast, guys. Um, but moving on to the next game, which was Chelsea versus Sheffield, which was also a letdown. Um, game ended 2-2, a draw for Chelsea at Sheffield. Guys, I was so close to breaking this right. <laughs> I know. You were, we were like one goal. You were one goal. It was off a like a 90-minute goal, 90th-minute goal or something. Yeah, it was 89th minute. Um, yeah. So I predicted Chelsea to win 3-0. Keith predicted 2-1 Chelsea. And, of course, <laughs> it was that way until the 89th minute when Kurt Zuma had an own goal. This can't um, win this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We did so poor. Um, so Tammy Abraham scores another two goals. That's back-to-back braces. Kind of bangers. Yeah. Low-key. 
Um, and it was against promoted. It was they're always against promoted teams. I've noted this on Twitter. Um, if you noticed last week, they <laughs> played. Enough, they played Norwich. He scored no, two I goals. Norwich was coming twelfth this year, Sam. I didn't say their defense was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Aston Villa, watch out whenever they play you. Um, that's against his own team. But Tim Abraham obviously scored bangers and numerous goals last year in the championship. So he's used to scoring against these teams. Uh, it's a great confidence boost. He's now on four goals from t- in the last two games. Um, but Chelsea's new number nine seems to be off. Two great start. That's good. You want that from Chelsea. Obviously, they've had some struggles with number nines in the past. Higuain. Morata, um, I think, was a number nine. So, he might have been a seven. But, um, yeah, so. He wasn't a seven. <laughs> I don't know what he was, but. He's like a nine or ten. Yeah, so Chelsea getting four goals from a number nine is big deal. Striker, they've had some troubles, troubles with strikers in the recent memory. Um, but also, after they get two goals, they blow the lead. <laughs> Um, I'm here for it. (laughs) Yeah, so I I think it's going to be that kind of year for Chelsea and United. I don't understand what is going on. I think just everyone's against Frank Lampard. They all bet against (laughs) Yeah, um, so bizarre, though. I think this is going to be the year where United and Chelsea are struggling. Um, I hope not. I hope not. (laughs) You don't care about Chelsea. You worry about United. No, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Chelsea can struggle if they want. Yeah, so um, in all honesty, I think it's going to be a real a yep. real struggle for them to maintain any Europa League spot uh, for both of them. I think it's looking like they could be a seventh and eighth place team, and I think yeah, that opens I'm all the, for a new top six unless United's not in it. <laughs> yeah, I think the top four will remain kind of similar. Yeah, I think it'll be um, like City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham. Even though the, Tottenham's struggling too, yeah, we'll yeah. get into that later. <laughs> um, but I think that opens the door for teams like Everton and Leicester, who are performing really well, to move into that sixth. Or like fifth place, yeah, which would be fun. I would love yeah. to see. I would love to see yeah. both of those teams attempt Europa League. Like, Again, me just too. Like how, unless United's not there. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> Keith's Keith's main worry right now is that United eventually gets there. It'll be a long season for you. You're going to be ripping your hair out. I, At I'm, least I'm win the Europa you. League if you're not going to make top six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but Lampard is going to be lucky if he gets into a uh, Europa League spot. But uh, obviously, we didn't expect that from him coming in because didn't have much. What's the word I'm looking for? Didn't have many tools at his expense to yeah, do man, so. Yeah, I feel really bad for him. I yeah, mean, he walked into a crappy job. This man's in a rough group for the Champions League. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, they have the... He can't... Tr- they can't buy anyone. No. They're selling people still somehow or loaning them out at least. I mean... Yeah, I mean, it, it's weird. It's and all then weird. they're dropping points against Sheffield. I mean, it's... But hey, big ups to Sheffield. We have big been ups. doubting Sheffield big since they've gotten promoted. And guess what? They did it again. Um, so Sheffield is uh, a lot of people. I think even we did. I don't know if you had him in twentieth. A lot of people predict him at the beginning of the year to be in twentieth or like nineteenth place. Eighteenth or nineteenth. No, yeah. I did have him in twentieth. You're right. Yeah, I think a lot of people had them in twentieth. It's because um, Norwich came up. They added a lot of players through loan. They didn't add a lot of players, but they added a decent amount of. They players. had a solid team. They Good business. Yeah, and they, they were they won. The Champions they won the or championship. Champions, Champions League. Not Champions League. Championship. They will. Sorry. Watch out, Pookie. <laughs> um, but they won the championship, and then Aston Villa got promoted, and they spent. 140 million odd dollars. I think it's 160 dollars, but 140 euros. 100 million. Sorry, I'm just saying 140. Yeah. And uh, and then Sheffield, who were in second place and got promoted. I don't think they did anything. <laughs> I think they. I think it was one something million ended up being like their. I think they got one like one player. They're and so, confident. I love it. Yeah, and so everyone was doubting them because obviously when you move to the Premier League, um, more depth is needed. Better players are needed. Yeah. You can't. We've seen it time and time again. Um, a lot of the teams who get promoted immediately go back down if they don't do anything mm-hmm. crazy in the off, in the off season. Um, 
but they're proving everyone wrong. Uh, they've gotten the results they needed. I think they have, I'm trying to figure out where they are right now, in the table. They're in 10th. So they've gotten a win. Jeez. They beat Crystal Palace, and then they've drawn against Chelsea hey, and Bournemouth. You know who they're in front of. Yeah, they're right in front of Chelsea. They're in front of Norwich. Norwich is, dude, Norwich has had a hard time. Don't, yeah. don't crap on Norwich. <laughs> um, Sam, your favorite championship team is I know, literally I know. last. I'm going to have to get a jersey. three of them. Um, but yeah, so credit to Norwich. We have been doubting them every, I think every week. I don't Norwich, think we have Sheffield. We've been Sheffield. Did I say yeah. Norwich? Yeah. yeah. Credit to Sheffield. Yeah, no, good for. Them. I mean, they keep bagging those last minute goals, man, and it's really starting to make me angry. But I, dude, I'm kind of amped up about it. I kind of. I mean, it's making me angry because I'm getting the predictions yeah, wrong. Yeah. But like, I love it. <laughs> watching the games is so. I think watching a Sheffield game so far has been one of my favorite experiences because you don't. There's no way in my mind. There, in my mind, I'm like, no way. No way. But they played great football. All their goals were really well worked. Yeah. And pretty odd. I mean, except for the Kurt Zuma one, but you could argue that their def- their attacker would have got, I forget who it was, that Sheffield's attacker would have gotten a foot on it anyway it was, if Kurt Zuma didn't. I don't think up. it was Callum Robinson, but it might have been. Yeah. So a lot to prove from Sheffield, and they're doing it. So credit to them. Yeah. But moving on to the next game, Palace versus Aston Villa, um, a game in which Palace won 1 0. So, oh, sorry, out. Sorry, Villa. But uh, yeah, I ten guess... Man, ten man, though. Yeah, that's true. They did go down to 10 men. Um, I predicted 1-1. Keith predicted 1-2 to Villa. Um, if you're keeping track at home, that is zero points for both of us so far after <laughs> three suck. games. So, yeah, we've been doing pretty tragic. Uh, but to start off the game, Andre IU, Crystal Palace striker, bags another goal one week after scoring a goal against yep. Keith Allen's Manchester United. Um, so good for him. Pretty sure I said he was going to be signing of the year. Is that or Ayazi Perez? I can't remember who I, I said. I don't think you'd say Andre Ayu. Jordan Ayu? I don't know which one it is. Now Jordan. Make, is it? Yeah, it's Jordan. No way it is. I, just, I promise you it's Jordan Ayu. <sighs> Sam's just wrong. messing up. Yeah, so anyway, uh, Andre, Jordan, whatever the heck his name is, he gets by jo- Tyrone Jean Andre. <laughs> Jean Andre. Yeah. Oh, it is Jordan. Yeah. All right. Brothers, I get I get him confused. My bad. Uh, but he scored. He gets by Tyron Mings, who also just got an England call up. Shout out international break, um, and strokes a pass Heaton in the net. Uh, Villa were already down to ten men at this point because uh, Trezeguet, uh, he got a red card in the fifty fourth minute for yellow card accumulation, um, which is weird because he's an attacker. I didn't see how he got it, but I uh, just, I mean, come on, come on, don't get it. Don't get getting a red card as an attacker. <laughs> yeah, pretty difficult to do unless you're being kind of reckless. But a uh, fun fact: Palace pretty much dominated this game. Um, so when you see the one nil on paper, it's probably well deserved, or probably should have been more. They had twenty two shots and five on target compared to Villa, only had ten and two, and they had way over fifty percent possession. So um, credit to Palace. Um, we had a lot of hope that Aston Villa would be good, but are they the next Fulham, Keith? Never. <laughs> they might actually be. Um, so Villa came to the league. They spent one hundred sixty nine American dollars. I'm going to clarify that. For all you American fans out there, a soccer people, not football well, people. If it wasn't, it'd be in pounds or euros. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, and they've, I say they have failed to deliver on that, the price they paid so far. Would you agree? They only I, have three I'd points from four games. They're, they're like an 18th, right? Something like yeah, that. but a lot of people had them higher up, like in the I think 12s. I, I had them like 16s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's a lot of money to spend to only get three points from four games, especially against teams that aren't super great. Obviously, Powis. Just got him off a result against United, so maybe yeah. they're riding some form. But um, I don't know. It's a long season. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So fun fact, though, you want to hear a fun fact? Let's hear it. Last year, Fulham, who spent mm, around roughly the same amount of money, 
had four points at this game at this point. Oh boy! So it's Villa only have then. three. So, <laughs> so mm. what's gonna happen with Norwich then if they only have three? Okay, no, 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 no. Norwich, don't go on my Norwich. Um, so Aston Villa have a lot to prove. They faced West Ham next week. I don't think that's an easy game. I think West Ham have been riding some form as well with Hilaire scoring and obviously getting back Lanzini and Narmalenko. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It's gonna be. I don't. They're. I think they're in seventeenth right now, so they're right on the relegation spot. But I think they're not gonna be there very long. So we'll see. We'll see where Villa go. Hopefully, they're not a Fulham two <laughs> But uh, I have a question for you, Keith. No, I don't. Hold on. I just wait. Don't even ask me this question. I just want the people to know Can what you, you wrote read? down. Can you read it? Now I'll, I'll say. It. I'll say it. <laughs> okay. Sam, <laughs> um, what did you write down? So Crystal Palace get another result week in week out, and I said, "Is Roy Hodgson a god?" A concurrent reincarnation of Sir Alex Ferguson that is alive at the same time, or is it too early? Crystal Palace haven't had it too difficult to schedule, and a collapse is imminent. That's what I wrote down on my notes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, but is he a concurrent reincarnation of Sir Alex Ferguson? Put some respect on Sir Alex Ferguson's <laughs> name. Man. No, put okay. some respect on Roy's no, name. I know, I know. He's no, he's a great manager. Just yeah, it's hard to tell, man. It's hard to tell, dude. As of right now, Crystal Palace from the Champions League. <laughs> They're in fourth place right now. Um, obviously, it's only week so four. So does that mean Mourinho's a god? He was second no. like two years ago. No. <laughs> okay. no, 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 no. All right, then. Roy Hod- only Roy. I think I've answered your question. <laughs> I love Roy. Um, but yeah, Crystal Palace sit in fourth place, two points above United, Tottenham, and Chelsea. Weird. 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 It's Weird. your team, Keith. That's Weird one, of those is, one of those is your team. Weird um, indeed. <laughs> so yeah, I know, I know it's like way too early, but that's a pretty fun fact in my opinion. That is a pretty fun fact. But, but also a fun fact. Did you know that? Statement. Did you know that a hundred million dollar pound man, according to according to Crystal Palace, that's what they wanted for him. Zaha, we're talking about Wilfred yeah, Zaha. Yeah, hasn't scored a single goal yet, and they're in fourth place. I know. That's pretty bizarre. Jordan slash Andrew Andre, whatever his name Jordan. is, <laughs> is scoring more goals than him, and they would have taken. They would have taken. He's 80. only played two games. Yeah. So bizarre. Um, but also, I don't know. Zaha gets on weird streaks, so you can't expect him to always score goals. Yeah. But um, Crystal Palace are doing good. Happy for them. Doing great. Good good for two Hodge. Wins. Good for Haji. Good what, for Palace. Two wins and a draw and a loss? Yeah. Good for, good for, the, whole, good for the whole program. That's great. Uh, so fly you Eagles. Go Crystal Palace. Yeah. Except for when you play our teams. <laughs> they already played mine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to the next game. Leicester City versus Bournemouth. Uh, probably one of my favorite games to watch this weekend. Uh, we'll get into that in a second. But uh, I predicted this game to end, well, you know, 3-1. So I got it exactly correct. Uh, and then Keith guessed 1-1 draw. So if you're keeping track at home, that's three points yeah, me. Yeah, I'm just going to stop. Zero points Keith Allen. I guessed a lot of draws this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know why. I don't um, know, man. I just gut feeling. So at the beginning of this game, we're going we're gonna to go into your little, go into your head. Close your eyes, Keith. That's the flashback noise. Oh, <laughs> Go back to Leicester's title-winning season. Imagine a long ball to Jamie Vardy. There he is. No one, no one behind, or no one in front of him. No one behind him, or in front of him. Fuck! I just said it. Um, <laughs> he's running through after a long ball, one-on-one one on one with the, the keeper. And he scores. What'd you say? So he's only one on the field. There's no one in behind. I know. One There's no one on the field. It's just Jamie Vardy. Um, but yes, this goal was so reminiscent of Leicester's title-winning season it was beautiful counterattack Leicester soccer that we all love to see um but it was beautiful have you ever had a goal ever in your life Keith take you back to when you peaked in high school 
So when you fell in love with soccer, and when you hadn't been totally tossed into the cataclysmic void that is society. You know, I'd like to think I didn't peak in high school, but... uh, (laughs) So, I I don't know, man. I mean... (laughs) Well, it did for me, Keith. Um, So, basically what happened is Bournemouth won an attack. Everyone was for it. I think there were only two people back for Bournemouth. Chilwell notices this. Vardy always ready to just sprint off the line. Chilwell launches a ball over the top of the pass to back to defenders. Vardy's already, I don't know, 10 feet in front of him somehow, just from the ball being launched. And then he's one-on-one with the keeper, who's for some reason all the way in Narnia, <laughs> halfway up the field. And so Vardy just pokes it over yeah, the goal from probably 25 yards out and just knocks it in. Beautiful. And the Leicester crowd go bananas. I, I don't know if you've seen the highlight. It's crazy. Beat. He it's comes up. <laughs> it, it was a Vardy party. It was everything you want from a Leicester team. It was so exciting. I was so happy. I was like, oh, yes, nostalgia. It was all perfect. And then three minutes later, Callum Wilson scores a goal to make it 1-1. Buzzkill. But then what um, happens, Sam? Yeah, so Callum Wilson gets a good through ball right to the defense, slots it to the right of Castro Schmeichel, and then the crowd goes quiet. We play we play another couple minutes, and right before halftime, Vardy goes out and dishes an assist. We're having a Vardy party all over again. It's 2-1. He dishes it to T. Elements, who I think we both have been fans of. Yeah. Young Belgian. Yep. Um, young player. Love to see him. Him and Madison. Great midfield partnership. Oh, yeah. Um, but Vardy dishes out an assist to Tielemans after going down the side. And then later in the second half, Tielemans does the exact same thing and gives it right back to Vardy for another great goal. And then Leicester go on to win the game 3-1. One of the most exciting games of the weekend, purely because I was nostalgic. Uh, it started off 1-1, so had a little bit of heat to it. Bournemouth had some good chances. But, um, Man, that best attacking front three in the world. What's going on, guys? I know. What the heck? And they buzz killed the whole Vardy party. So they have four points, dude. I love how we've completely turned the top. We've we were their biggest, the best front three's biggest fans last year, and now I just don't want to be their fan anymore. I don't know if you, you feel the same on way. The Pookie train. We all hopped yeah, on we the hopped Pookie on the Pookie. Everyone's on the, the Pookie train. train. All aboard the Pookie train. The Timu train. I like that better. Timu. Oh, the yeah. TT. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Leicester are currently on eight points and in third place, just like Crystal Palace, Champions League bound. Um, but Bournemouth also have four points in this in 15th place. So um, it's way early to predict anything on the first four games, which is stupid because I've been doing it the whole time. But um, I think Leicester have gotten the necessary points from the games they have. I think they, out of the teams that are ready to move into that top, maybe sixth spot, fifth spot, because United and Chelsea are struggling, I think they have the best chance. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Because yeah. Wolves have been struggling. We probably would have put Wolves up there, but Wolves are in 18th right now. I don't think Chris Everton could or... keep this form up. That uh, what? Sorry. Lester? I think Leicester could keep this form up. Yeah. I think Everton might keep moving up. They can keep performing like they did this week against yeah. like the Wolves because that mm-hmm. was crazy. It was a good game. Uh, we'll get that later. But I think Wolves and Everton, Wolves and Everton. Everton and Leicester have the highest chances of moving up to the Champions yeah. Europa League this year. I would, I, would, I would agree with you 100%. I think Leicester is probably the team that has been proven – Year in year out, I think adding Bernie Rogers, adding a Yosi Perez, um, getting Tielemans permanently, um, solidifying that back four with Siunku. I think they've got a great team moving forward. I think they have a lot um, of experience in their team. Obviously, they've won the league with some of those players on the team: Vardy, Casper Schmeichel, um, Fuchs. So they've got the experience. They've added the players, and they have the coach now. And I think they can move forward to the Europa League spot. If anyone does, I think it's them. Yeah. I think I think if I had to place a bet on any team to move into the top eight. Or not top eight, top six. That wasn't there last year. I put Leicester there, yeah, over Everton by a slight margin, just because Everton kind of didn't have it together 
last like the last few weeks and yeah. they're starting to gain. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I agree with that. But um, good on Leicester <sighs> and good for Bournemouth. Not good for Bournemouth, but I think Bournemouth are not underperforming right now. I think where are they right now on the table? Let me pull it up. They're in fifteenth. So yeah. uh, they play Everton next weekend. Speaking of the devil, and um, speak of the devil, <laughs> and Leicester. Leicester will play your team, Manchester United, next week. Mm, that that would be a good game. That one hurts a little bit. For Leicester. Um, so moving on to my team, <sighs> Manchester City versus Brighton and Hove Albion. Game that, man. <laughs> <laughs> a game that ended 4-0. <laughs> um, here comes the predictions. Are you ready? I guess 5-0, so now I'm on four points if you're keeping track. But Keith guessed 4-1, so he gets a point. But he was one goal off of a perfect score for that game. Dang. I even had 4-0 predicted first. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, if you guys listen... to my microphone right now. I had 4-0 <laughs> predicted first. God. If you listen to last week's podcast, um, when we were doing predictions, you can hear Keith go 4-0. And then he, he thinks about it a little longer and changes his prediction to 4-1, <laughs> saying that Brighton and Hove Albion would score against my team. This guy. First of this all, guy. First of all, did you watch the game last year? Because I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was last year. It was a different time. Yeah, come um, on. You, and you know what I said, though. I said literally off a head or off a corner. Yeah, you said it would be off a set piece. Like set piece, yeah. Which is entirely believable because that's the only way they're ever going to score. <laughs> that's true. Against City. But uh, silly, silly, dumb, dumb idiot of you to think yeah, that dumb, dumb, they would ever idiot. score a goal on my team. Um, but things we need to talk about is that a healthy Kevin De Bruyne will win Player of the Year. That's a fact. Write it down. Put your bets on it because it's right happening. Now, write it down. Write it down. Okay. Tattoo it on your tattoo it on your arm. Tattoo um, it on arm. Yeah. That's so if you get your hair uh, dead blonde. <laughs> oh yeah, we're still going for those two hundred followers. Um, so Kevin De Bruyne is easily going to win the Player of the Year, and here's why: There's no more Eden Hazard. I think people are getting over the Van Dyke hype train. Salah. Well, he's still pretty. <laughs> no, 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 pretty no, no, no. Amazing. There was a hype train. It's over now. We're done All with right. it. Um, Salah is bottling chances and not passing to Mane in a <laughs> wide open box, and Mane isn't getting passed to in a wide open box. So who the heck is going to stop De Bruyne? He has five assists, one goal, and he were only four games into the season, Keith. Yeah, but I think you forgot about a man named Timu Pukki. No, 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 no. <laughs> Love the mate, but not over my beautiful, beautiful De Bruyne. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Keith, he's on track to have 47.5 assists this year. Yeah. 0.5, Keith. Did yeah, you know he could do that? Because no, Kevin can. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, his passing has been outrageous. Uh, we've seen him one-touch balls to the back post without even looking up, it looks like. Um, he makes the game fun. City are more fun than they were before. Unbelievable. Yeah, um, honestly, it looks ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, so as a City fan, I'm so happy to have him back. Uh, it's like we get him all over again. I remember when we first signed him. I remember... Fun fact, Keith. When I found out we signed De Bruyne, I was taking a good old poo in high school. Did you know that? I, I was on the that. pooer, and I saw we got it. And I yelled in the bathroom while I was pooing. People probably thought I was having a really good poo. <laughs> they didn't know that Kevin De Bruyne was getting signed and that he would terrorize the league for years, and that's why I was screaming in the toilet. <laughs> I think I need to go. Man. <laughs> yeah. um, but Just also, do this podcast yourself, yeah. right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, De Bruyne is, is back. He's better than ever. We love him. Keith hates him, but I love him. It's a... It's okay, a, but can we deny Keith? It's Keith. a love-hate relationship because I love to hate him. Because he's good. He's so good. He's good. He's so okay. good. We can, I think most people who are watching the Premier League at this point, can we can all agree on the simple fact that Kevin O'Brien is a wonderful, masterful genius. Yeah. Okay. It's, I mean, I, didn't, I don't expect much elaboration from you because, yeah. you know, I don't think you want to go in on that. I, who, who have you guys played again so far this year? I'm actually curious. Who have we played against? Yeah. West we Ham. have played against 
it was West Ham in our first game, 5-0. Drew against Tottenham because VR is stupid. And then we beat Bournemouth 3-1 last week. And then we beat Brighton 4-0 this week. Okay. So we haven't played anybody crazy. But so I mean, like you Tottenham's could... the best game you played. Yeah. Drew them. But, um, okay. Yeah, I mean, he's been playing stupid good anyway, so it yeah. doesn't matter. No, 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 yeah. I'm not saying he hasn't been, but... Um, other notable players in the team. <laughs> wow, we can go on for a while about how all good of our team is, but Sergio Aguero has six goals in four games. Dude, will he ever stop scoring goals? <laughs> yeah, when he retires. <laughs> you, okay, hold on. Fun fact. Do you remember... So, I don't know if you were paying attention to this point, because I'm a City fan, so I've always been paying attention to City. But uh, when we signed Garbo Jesus, um, he came in and scored a few goals. Everyone's like, oh, Aguero's, he's done. Gonzo, because we were I starting Gabriel. Jesus. I didn't know you guys thought that. I didn't think. Oh that. no, yeah, we did. We, we it was a hundred percent believe that when Gabriel Jesus was scoring goals and starting over Aguero, um, that Aguero was going to go back home. He's going to go back to Argentina, retire there, and quit playing football. He wants to go back to Atletico. No, he wants to go back to Independiente. Uh, okay, that's his home club. I heard he wanted to go back to Atletico like one last time. After twenty. Where are you hearing this, Keith? Twenty twenty one. <laughs> I thought I read that. Like, I know you probably did. I don't know. I haven't seen that. I just don't because they they signed him for another year after this season, right? Yeah. So and then I thought he said I want to go back to Atletico. Mm-mm. Nope. Okay. I don't know if they. Didn't I might take just him back I might just be else. blurring all the things out about him leaving because I'm in doubt and I don't want him to go. <laughs> I you mean, might, you're probably 100 percent right. It's a whole season after this one. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, you have time. <laughs> um, but it's so funny that people thought people people thought that he was going to retire. That was hard for me to. That's kind of crazy because yeah, mean, like, he's like 31, right? I don't know. I don't know how old he is, but he's not. I don't, he's not old by any means. I don't like, want to look compared he, to like yeah. other players. I mean, he just scores goals like all the time. Like I don't know what it is, but like every season, you can count on him to get like at least twenty goals. Yeah, which is bonkers. Yeah, I think he has gotten twenty goals for, like the last four seasons or above. Um, so good for him. He's a timeless talent. He scored an upper right hand corner corner beauty this game. Typical Aguero. Right after a week, after he was just hitting poaching goals. But speaking of a poaching goal. Bernardo Silva, also a great player. Fantastic player. One of the best in the world, to be honest. Um, he comes on, and literally 18 seconds of him coming on as a sub, he gets an assist from the man, Sergio Aguero, who he just talked about. And um, so, yeah, we got, I mean, right now, City's got, we got new guys. We got old guys. We got guys coming back from injury. What do we not have? Are you asking me? I'm gonna, I thought you were I'm just going to answer. The, I'm, gonna, yeah, I was gonna I'm just going to let you rant for like 30 minutes. Uh, yeah, I do have an answer to that question, though. What do we not have? Um, Americ Laporte now. Um, I also know what you don't have. Champions League. And let's model. see if they'll have it this year. <laughs> Champions League trophy. Oh, God. Okay, but um, Laporte, he came off injured in the 37th minute. It looked like it could have been an ACL injury. Um, his knee hit in. It was a knee, knee bump. Yeah, that looked awful. That looked real gross. Yes, yeah, but luckily... I say luckily in a weird kind of – I'm just glad it wasn't ACL. He damaged his meniscus, um, so he'll be about – It's not much better. I mean, like, it's better than ACL. The time, the time frame is way better. If you look yeah, at the time, yeah, it is. The it time is. frame from an ACL injury, I think it's like six to eight months. Did he tear his meniscus? I don't think – I think it was just – I think it ruptured was the word they used. That's a torn meniscus. Yeah. That's but, the same thing. But, yeah, <laughs> I like a ruptured. It's I have cool. a ruptured meniscus right yeah. now. <laughs> oh, hey, talk to Laporte. Um, but, yeah, I think it's three to four I months will. of the recovery time. Yo, Laporte, hit me up. <laughs> Yo, Laporte, I know what's going on. Uh, yeah, it's three to four months um, for a setback, which is fine. But uh, yeah. in this position that we do not have depth in, this is, like, the one that we don't. We didn't. Yeah, that's we lost of... company. Um, John Stones is just now coming back from an injury. Um, you know, you could have you got, right? Chris Smalling. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no one him. Um, uh, thank God Otamendi stayed. He was supposed to go back to Sevilla. 
uh, this offseason. Didn't do that. Good but, thing uh, for you guys. What? Good thing for you guys. I know. Holy crap. But luckily, we have some like versatility. Fernandinho slotted in that this game. He played there because Stones, I don't think, was on the bench or maybe not ready to play yet. And then Walker can also slide over to center back. He plays center back for England in the three back. So he kind of has, in a, in a weird way, center back. It's such a weird like position for him, I feel like that. I mean, that man's. I mean, he's done it for England, so I mean, I it's, know. Probably, it's not his preferred position. I don't want him to be there. He was by the center any of the three for England. No, he was the right on the center. Yeah, so okay. he's like kind of right back, yeah, but kind okay. of center back. Okay. That's why it's That's like kind of weird. Really, I mean, that is center back, but it also isn't. Yeah. So, but if he, if we want to do that, we can put him in the center and then put Concello, who still hasn't started, by the way, has not played a single minute for City. We can put him on the right if we wanted to do that and put Walker in the middle. Yeah. But um, yeah, City continue to bulldoze people on their path. Brighton, sorry, there's nothing you could do. Um, you just lost against Southampton. I didn't expect you to do anything, and you didn't, so I'm sorry. But uh, Brighton ha- currently have four points. They have a match against Burnley next time, which uh, Graham Potter could probably scrape away some- with some points. I don't think Brighton is in threat of going down. I think they're pretty much going to be like, I don't, maybe not. I would say they do have kind of a threat, but I think they're going to be like a 15th, 16th yeah, kind of team. That's that was my thought. Um, but good for them. City are in 10 points, two points by Liverpool, and they play. Who do they play next week? I'm pretty sure it's easy. We play Norwich. Oh, Pookie. I'm sorry, bud. Poor Pookie. All right. On to the two best teams in the league. Oh, on to the, another game that Keith got right, though. Newcastle versus Watford. <laughs> this game ended 1-1. Keith predicted 0-0 draw, so he gets the one point for that game, correctly predicting the result, and I get 2-1. I guess predicted 2-1 for Newcastle, and that was obviously wrong. But uh, I have a question, Keith. Yeah, you see it. You said you see it written down on my notes. Do we ask it to you in the in the all caps that it's written? Here, you know what? Let me ask it, and I'll let you answer it, and then I'll tell you why you're wrong. Okay. Okay. You ask it. Is VAR a real thing? Mm-hmm. Is it, Sam? No. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> Does it actually work? Mm, no. <laughs> oh, you're just asking for a friend. Okay. Yeah, I'm just yeah. asking. <laughs> just <laughs> just asking you for a friend. I don't care. Um. Well, who is your friend? Is his name? Rhyme with Pam Palter? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so I think in terms of action in this game, there wasn't much to talk about. Um, it was some sloppy goal scoring. Um, but VAR is a thing that I want to make the most out of this game. That's yeah. the big talking point that I yeah. have from this game. It works. It's a real thing. No, 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 um, no, 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 no. Hey, no, let no, your no. friend know that it does work. No, it doesn't. Okay. You're so just, your friend's just angry that Manchester City gets, you know, caught by var doing its job uh-huh all right keep going and so good? then when they think they get screwed over it's just them you know enforcing the rules of soccer oh okay here he goes <laughs> let me let me get into let me get into my points keith but once happens to me of course it doesn't work <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um so var uh the funny thing that keith just mentioned loves to screw me over um but if you see this goal when fabian Schar scores the goal um it comes off a header from Lascelles, who's the Newcastle defender who went for the header. Mm-hmm. Bounces off his head, mm-hmm. hits off his arm. Clearly hits off his arm. We all no, see it hits it. off his arm. And then bounces right to Shar, who kicks it in the goal. Prove it. I'm not going to pull up the clip, Keith. I don't need to pull up the clip. The people can go home. They can look up the Look up the clip. If you're listening right now, look up the clip. I want you to have the... You got it? It was non-intentional contact. <laughs> I'll give you a second. Here, I'm letting the people look up the clip, clip Keith. All right, all right. Pause the podcast. Go look at the clip. All right, you have the clip now. You saw it. Um, clearly hit off his hand. Um, and then it goes right to Shar, who keeps it in the keeper. Okay, doesn't matter, Keith. Here we go. So the hand contact, I'm reading directly off my notes because I'm heated and I don't want to say anything stupid. Um, the hand contact, I'd say, yeah, it's negligible. It doesn't really do a lot. 
but it in fact hits his arm. <laughs> the ball, the trajectory of the ball is slightly altered, maybe not even at all. But if we have learned anything from VAR and the fantasy land of VAR and the rule book that it's created out of, I don't know, pixie dust and whatever the hell it wants to be, because it just <laughs> is magic and does whatever it wants at this point, any hand contact oh disallows the goal that follows. We have seen it, it with Laporte. Arm. What? <laughs> not his hand. God damn it. Um, so, in my see, opinion, see when City did it against Tottenham, when you know oh, yeah. Laporte hit it when he passed it with his hand to pass uh, it with Jesus, hand. Yeah, Gabriel good, Jesus. Good word. Usage. That see. God damn it. That's when the goals is allowed. Oh God, this is frustrating. Body part that's not your hand, and you're not intentionally doing it. You know. Yeah. Okay. But uh, that's how it works. So some points, some pointers that I have about VAR is that if we're going to allow VAR to be a thing. There cannot be any subject subjectivity yeah, to it. To work. it okay. needs to be. It needs to be consistent. Yeah. So we we added VAR. The whole point we added VAR, Keith, was to take away the subjectivity yeah. of calls. We this wanted to. Be, this cannot be the NFL pass interference rule. Yeah, or exactly. Is it a catch or is it not a catch rule? We this we is... took we took VAR into consideration because we were upset that referees had subjectivity to make the call. So we wanted to make it strictly objective. So the whole goal of VAR is to make it either is this a yes, is it a no? There's no, but there's no maybe, no sorta, no kinda. It's yes or no. It either hits his hand and the goal is not allowed, or it didn't hit his hand and yeah, play on. It's a goal. So situation like this where it clearly hits his hand, meh. No, it definitely <laughs> hits his hand. So the thing that I'm wondering is if it was a match between let's say it's City and Liverpool, would this have been taken more seriously? I think it was kind of brushed over. I don't even think VAR really looked at it that hard. So my whole question is, um, if it was a bigger match, would they look over it more? Because I think maybe because it was Watford versus Newcastle, the bottom two teams in the Premier League, maybe not as many people are watching, maybe not as much as on the line. Was VAR just like, I don't know, like, let's take a break. Like, I don't know if this is super important. I don't know if I want to check it out. But, um, I mean, it's if VAR is going to be, like, respected, which it's if we can, we can agree that it's a long way from the general public from being respected. Yeah. Unless you're a Tottenham fan. Good for them. Hey, <laughs> Tottenham fans are like, they 100% oh, are here for it at all times. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it has to work the same for every call, every game, all the time for every team. And I don't think it's at that point yet. So um, I don't know if you have any like thoughts. I think, I don't know if you just like agree with me. You don't have to say anything, but. <laughs> no, um, no, I agree. I think it's way too inconsistent. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a good thing to have, but. I think it's good if we get it to work. Yeah, I don't uh, think it's working. Here's my thing: is I think it does work. I just think that it works still, like like what we were just saying, like some of the time, and yeah. it's not all the time. And it'd be different if you know every single time it hit someone's hand, then obviously, okay, no goal. Like yeah. if it, like the Tottenham game when you yeah. know Laporte hit it with his hand, like I think you'd be less upset if you know this was called not a goal, and every other like yeah. Ball but I think the point, on, the reason we brought VAR in is because there were times where. A referee would be like, yeah, that's, that's a penalty. Oh, and then for other teams, oh, that's not a penalty. So the whole yeah. point we brought it via Aaron is because yeah. we're like, ah, oh, we don't want this maybe kind of. Yeah. It works for one time. It works. It's got to work all the time. So I think, I don't know, maybe we're in that awkward stage where referees still work kind of the time and VAR I mean, still works yeah. kind of the time. We're in like a transition. Yeah. I mean, so, this is the first time that the Premier League's doing it. Yeah. So, you know, Champions League's had it for, what, like two years now? One year? One year. One year. They got it after the group stage last year. Yeah, so it was World Cup then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... I think I mean I think it was kind of used kind of perfectly in the World Cup. Yeah, it was. There was no like I mean there was some obviously people were getting angry about it because like I don't know kind of took some of the joy out of the game. I don't like sentence. them reviewing every single goal and like stopping like yeah. hey it might not be a goal it just you know if it's not a goal then be like no goal. Yeah, the fun the one thing that I I don't know if you saw this this weekend but uh, 
Cristiano Ronaldo, he scored a goal and he didn't know if it was if it was good. Yeah, I know. And, and, he, and he told the crowd, yeah, he goes, wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Relax if it's not. And he did the VAR, like the hand motion when he makes yeah. the square. But uh, yeah, VAR is a long way. I think not a long way, yeah. but like I think they, I think they got some kinks to work out. Yeah, I think um, it needs to work all the time. I, like this is literally the first year essentially being used in every league almost. Yeah. So there's gonna be there's some, gonna be a lot of there's I think there's gonna be a lot more feedback now. Yeah, I think after probably this year it it will be close to perfect. Yeah, and it, I think we'll see it in, hopefully steady improve steadily improve as the season goes on. Yeah. Um, I think. It needs to work for everyone, like I said before, and I think it's just not doing that right now. That's probably my biggest concern. Yeah, that's probably the feedback I would give. That's that's fair. That's so fair. hey, VAR people at FIFA, if you're listening right now, listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. Um, but as for both of these teams, um, they earned a decent point. Uh, that's Watford's first point of the season, by the way. Jeez, jeez, guys. Yeah, but um, what happened? If you're Watford, it might not look like you're getting another point for a little bit, bud. <laughs> Um, after the international yeah, break, beaten. <laughs> yeah. After the international break, they play Arsenal and then immediately play City. Oh God! Um, but they yeah, can't New- even beat Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. Newcastle so, can't even beat Watford, so I don't know if they're going to get another point soon either. Yeah, and then Newcastle plays Anfield after the international break. Yikes. But uh, you never know if they can get a point though, because you saw them against Tottenham. But obviously, Tottenham is a different story. Yeah, that's true. I, um, I forgot about that game. I don't know how because <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah, it was kind of a wild game. Um, moving on, West Ham versus Norwich. Uh, poor Pookie. But um, this game ended 2-0 to West Ham. I predicted correctly that West Ham would win 2-1. Or not 2-1, but they would win. And I guess predicted 2-1, so I got the score wrong. Keith predicted a 2-2 draw. He had too much faith in the Pookinator. Um, I did not First for some I reason. I had more faith than you. I know. For some reason, weird. Don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah. I guess I stop. <laughs> you, caught, you caught some of the Pookie bug. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Halar, 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 Heller, Holler, <laughs> Holler, uh, Holler. Sebastian Halar, the new signing for West Ham. He's kind of brushed off any sort of um, doubt or anything in the past two games. He scored two goals last week, one goal this week, so he scored three goals and four. Um, so that's good for the West Ham record signing. Yarmolenko, man. Yeah, well, back at it. Yeah, so Yarmolenko also comes back, and he scores a goal. But as I was saying, let me finish my point, Keith. Sorry, don't butt in. I'll put it when I want. <laughs> um, this is why he's a second favorite podcast host. Uh, <laughs> as Damn, it stands, it's kind of crazy. Sam talks about himself sometimes <laughs> in the third person. Uh, uh, as it stands, though, uh, hilarious three goals in four games. And if you want to, I don't know, compare and contrast, uh, last year Arnautovic had ten goals on the entire thirty-eight game season. So three goals in four games. Let me do the math. I just did the math. Did you see that? Yeah. I said the math. He's on track for around thirty-ish goals. Really, I feel like math is more exact than thirty-ish. Not thirty-ish is the number that went in the calculator. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think as of right now, I think if you're a West Ham fan, you're much happier with Hilaire than you are Natovic, who also is a, a gold digging. I don't know. He's after the money. He went to China, Keith. Yeah, I know. He went to China. No offense to China. Hey, love you, China. Get a better league, China. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, your league is on the no, greatest. I'm I mean, they're getting some. They're getting names. good players, but I think the players are leaving for money. And so yeah. I would say Arnautovic probably... Well, obviously, they're getting the same thing as MLS, essentially, except for a few people. <laughs> yeah, so I think China, I think Arnautovic leaving was probably good, the best chance or best choice for them. Um, he had that whole January thing where he said he was leaving and then came back, obviously because the deal didn't go through and goes, oh, I never wanted to leave, and then he left in the summer. So I think you have a young player who's probably going to be much more devoted to the team. I haven't really heard Hilaire talk, by the way. I don't know if he says anything or does anything, but... Yeah, I'm not really sure. I think he just kind of shows up to the games. But obviously, 
he's new, so you're probably not going to see Kawhi a lot Leonard, of Leonard, but soccer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But as Keith was saying, Keith, you want to talk about Yarmolenko? You want to talk about that goal? Dude. Oh. It's kind of bizarre. Kind of a it weird It is goal. bizarre. So, you know, Yarmolenko just sauces. I can't remember who the defender was, but just puts him in the dirt. I mean, that man was on skates. Yeah. Um, you know, what is it? A washing, a washing machine? Whatever it's called. Oh, and the spin cycle? Spin cycle. <laughs> I was like, what can the I The washing machine. Put him in the washing spin machine. Cycle. Yeah, dude. He washed him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a thing people say. Um, I think people but say anyways, that. yeah. You know, plays it back to, uh, I forget who. Mark Noble. Mark Noble, okay. Mark Noble uh, shoots it, gets deflected right back to Yarmolenko. He hits it out of the air. like Didn't even take a touch. Yeah, not even a touch. Like, crazy angle kind of, too. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know, he was off to the side of, like, the six-yard box still. Um, and just slots it in, like top, like just right under the crossbar. Yeah, so, I mean, Yarmolenko, former Dortmund winger, he was hurt last year. Yeah. He was set out for 32 games. Um, ruptured Achilles, I'm going to say ruptured. I think that's the right word to use for Achilles. I don't it's, think you, you say torn Achilles. You can, I mean. I think ruptured sounds better. Ruptured is now my new favorite word. Ruptured. Thanks, everyone, for being here when I found my new favorite he word. He ruptured the defender when he was dribbling. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he, he ruptured the defense. Oh, now I don't like it. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a major confidence boost for West Ham and Yarmolenko himself. Uh, you obviously get a new player that wasn't there all last season, kind of like a new signing. Uh, you got him and Lanzini back, too, with Hilaire. So I think their front three, front attack, whatever you want to call it, um, gets that new revamp, that new energy. You yeah. lost Chicharito, you lost Arnautovic, but I think you got way better. So um, good for West Ham. Uh, my question to you, Keith, is does this put West Ham in the top six race? We talked about this earlier a little bit. Do you think, what do you think, if they can do it, I mean, or if they can't do it, what's holding them back? That's my question now. Their defense? <laughs> yeah, I think, <laughs> I, mean, I, would, I would agree. I that watched was, the City game. I mean, yeah. maybe it's just like first game jitters or something, but it was five to zero. That was their, that's the worst defeat this season so far by any team. Yeah, it's going to be probably the biggest defeat on the season. So, yeah, I would say their defense too. I agree with you. That was kind of a hard it was a multiple choice question, but you got it right. I'll give yeah. you a plus on that one. <laughs> what do you think it is? Their defense? I think it's their defense. Um, I think their midfield is pretty decent. I think Declan Rice, um, young player, has a lot has a lot to prove, but I think he's proved himself a decent amount the last few years. So I think their def- or their midfield is pretty solidified. But I would agree their defense has a lot of work to do. I don't think I forget who's I don't know. Let me look it up. I know that it's Masuaku on the wing who provided the assist. He played actually decent. But I think their defense, for the most part, I think it's Issa Diop, who's decent, um, but kind of hasn't been playing too well. Fredericks, um, the former Fulham right back, is fast, not very good defender. Yep. And then Ogbana is, eh, all right. I would say in terms of what they need to improve on, it's, of course, their defense. Yep. I also don't know how Mark Noble starts still. I think Mark Noble is just there as, like, <laughs> a figurehead. <laughs> but, yeah, I think West Ham are a little behind Leicester, like we mentioned earlier. Yeah, I don't um, think they'll be – would you ask me? Top six. Top six. I don't think they'll be top six. I think we both agree on that. But um, like we said earlier, um, I want to give you guys some f- sad news. Pookie did not score a goal. Shed a tear. Pouring out for, four or five? Pouring out for my boy. He's on four. Four. He got four and three. It's all right, man. I'm looking. He's going to get another hat trick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's on five. I, I don't know, boy. Five. He might be on five. I think he is on five. Yeah, he's on five. I'm going to announce that he's on five without looking. Yeah. <laughs> He's on five. <laughs> no, he is. He is on five. Yeah. My guy. Dude. Beast. Um, yeah, I was going to say because he had three. He he's had a hat second trick. and he didn't even score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Better Pookie. Better than Aguero, right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Pookie will 
also not be scoring next weekend, so that's so sad. I'm going to preemptively announce that because he's playing City. So Yeah. Um, sorry, good luck Pinky. even getting a pass to you. Yeah, not that you're bad, but like I just don't think they'll possess, dude. Pookie's not going to get a goal. Sorry, bud. Um, but speaking of Norwich, I think they are not – I don't know. They're not doing bad. They had more possession. They had they had three shots on target compared to um, eight for West Ham. But I wouldn't say that they played bad by any means. I think they've gotten really unlucky, which sucks. I think that's what life in the Premier League is like. You have to be pretty much on your A game at all times. Yeah. I mean, like as A as it can possibly be. Um, I mean, look, if, if – you're like Liverpool. I mean, they've been at least performing. Yeah. So they lost last week to Chelsea three two. They lost this week to West Ham two zero, and they lost to Liverpool four one. So I think I don't know if you looked at those. If you looked at those games, I'd say Norwich is not performing bad. I think they're still. Dude, they, they're getting kind of screwed with their schedule. They're kind of getting screwed. Um, but if, if you had, I don't know. I still want to put them in the higher. I, I'm still going to put them as the highest promoted team. I, I I honestly think once they start playing teams like. More their level. Basically, bottom 10, they'll start performing well. Yeah. But I think as of right now, they're kind of getting screwed. But uh, shouts out to my boys at Norwich. Uh, I still believe in you. You're my favorite promoted team. Love you. Because, I mean, they've played Liverpool, Chelsea. Um, and they have uh, they have City next next game. Yeah. They have a hard schedule, dude. It's not easy. They're getting them all the way. So It's not an easy start to your year. <laughs> yeah, they're getting, they're getting them all the way, though. So that's good. That means as of right now, they're getting... All the difficult games out of the way, and then the rest of the season, we should see them slowly progress up the yeah. table a little more. But, uh, yeah, Norwich, uh, sorry you're not going to get any points next week, but we wish the best for you in the future. But moving on to Liverpool versus Burnley. So um, close again. God. So close again, Sam. Oh. Both were. Uh, Liverpool won 3-0. I predicted 2-0 Liverpool. Keith predicted 3-1. Both one goal off. Um, we both get one point as of that game. I think that was the last points we ever got for the rest of the dime. Fun fact. Good. Yeah, we suck. Yeah, I think the final score was like Stop six and three. Just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> um, so uh, we are both not Liverpool fans. I'm not even going to slider. I'm not even going to try to finagle my way around that bias. Yeah, no, um, I really can't. Either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, why do all good things happen to them, though? I th- so what we're talking about is that Trey Alexander-Arnold, uh, yeah. the, be- the beginning of the game, I think it was on the 33rd minute, he goes for a cross and it perfectly bounces off the defender's head and loops around. Nick Pope and goes right into the backside net from like 28 yards out from the right side of the pitch, like completely right side. And that angle should never happen. And luckily it perfectly, yeah, it was I've, a 33rd minute, right? Yeah. Uh, let me check. What am I doing? There we are. 33rd, 33rd. right? 33rd. Anyways, at first I was like, what is Nick Pope doing? All right. Cause I didn't realize what it was a deflection at first. I was yeah. like, for real, like that didn't even look like a shot either. So I'm like, that was crazy. And it looked like Nick Pope still should have gotten deflection. it. Yeah, it looks like Nick Pope still probably should have gotten it. To be honest, I know I don't know what he's doing. But I have no idea what's happening. But I just don't worry. I would say Liverpool. I mean, they deserved the goal. Me sad. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really depressing because Burnley had a good chance at the beginning. Chris Wood had one on one with Adrian, just didn't slot it away. Yeah, I think they had another kind of decent chance before that. So if you're watching the game, you were like, ah, this game could be decently close. Then and then that happens, and you're like, oh, later. great, here they go. Liverpool's doing their stupid lucky thing again. But, um, yeah, Burnley ended up getting no goals. Liverpool ended up slotting in a couple more. So you could say that Liverpool are going to score regardless, even if this didn't go in. But um, Salah got a goal. Firmino got his 50th goal in the Premier League. First Brazilian to ever do that. Um, I think there's, I don't know, there's not a lot to talk about. Oh, the, oh there is a there is a, sorry, I don't know, backtrack on that right away. Um, <laughs> the big thing to talk about was Salah went to the box, 
dribbled, I think he had four people on him, and Mane, I don't even know how wide open he could be. He was literally just, a sitting duck is not the right word to say here, but he was sitting all alone in the middle of the eight, of the 18-yard box, and Salah could have easily slotted past him, didn't, chose to take the shot, didn't work because there was four people around him, and uh, Mane goes ballistic, starts screaming at, screaming at Salah, going angry, and then finally Klopp subs him out, which makes him makes a mad person even more angry. Yeah. Um, so then he screams and all this stuff, and then there's tunnel cam footage of Firmino <laughs> making a funny face because he's in the uh, middle. He was in between Mane and Salah. I was like, oh, God, don't get involved with these two. Yeah, but, oh, I mean, he, I mean, Salah did the same thing to Firmino earlier that game, too. Yeah, Firmino was up on the right, and Firmino didn't make a big deal, so shout out Firmino. He yeah. got his goal anyway. He knew he was going to get his 50th. Though. Yeah, he knew he was going to happen. Um, but the main talking point is that Jay Rodriguez dribbled past Virgil van Dyke. He did. He bridged him. <laughs> he did. Not he, even that. He bridged him. He bridged him. So a uh, former West Brom left back, now transferred over to the left mid for Burnley, dribbles past the UEFA's best defender and UEFA's best player. How does that happen? Skill. The hype train <laughs> is ending, Keith. I told <laughs> the you. Hype train. Um, it's like the second time to happen in like <laughs> 50 games, dude. No, Gabriel Jesus did it, but yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the second time we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Like the second Again, time it happened in like 65 games. Don't know if that's really a hype train. <laughs> I mean, like, don't <laughs> no. know if it's really ending, man. I mean, that's two times in the last I like can't. 10, like maybe six games, Keith. I hate Liverpool, but I have to say, dude, I mean, like twice in like a, a million games, essentially. Keith, I thought you were. What are you doing? I want him on my team. <laughs> <laughs> Come to United. <laughs> hearing this yeah good please. point <laughs> um so yeah virgil van dyke is basically a waste man now so we can just yeah yeah no he's garbage yeah actually trash yeah. Player. hype trains over sorry yeah hype trains over liverpool's defense is trash put in go joe gomez yeah. sell van dyke he's through. overrated anyways he shouldn't have won worse than her, worse than ronaldo or messi worse than harry Maguire, right <laughs> hmm? worse than harry Maguire. definitely <laughs> <laughs> um but uh all jokes aside liverpool is still top of the league at 12 points perfect four from four um I don't think they'll be dropping points for a while unless they play City or, mm. yeah, I think City. They might tie Tottenham. City's probably their only other, because United suck, Chelsea suck, Tottenham suck, Arsenal, <laughs> David Luiz. I don't know. Tottenham seems band. to somehow pull out draws out of their ass. Yeah, I don't know, dude. This is, yeah, I don't know who's going to challenge us, really. Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, Liverpool. Um. Okay, well, anyway, moving on to the next game. Good for yeah, Liverpool. You guys better not draw any more games. Yeah, we're going to. Mm. Um, next game was Wolves versus Everton. Uh, game that ended 3-2 Crazy for game. Everton. I have it flipped on the, my notes for some reason. Uh, we both predicted 1-1 draws. That was our one same guess of the week. We were wrong. And we were both wrong. Who would have guessed? The Wolves hype train. It's yeah. over. The they Wolves. crashed harder than Virgil van Dyke's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it so Wolves derailed. are doing... I don't know what is going on, but this game was... It was a great game. Probably... Oh, crazy fun Watching watch. the watch. We didn't get to watch the game, but watching the highlights, we're like, oh, God, yeah, this is crazy. Um, started off... With, of course, Moise Keane and Alex Iwobi, the swag young god duo, getting their first start of the season, uh, respectively. Never say that again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the game started off with Moise Keane um, getting, oh no, was it the header? No, it was Moise no, Keane it was... Uh, providing some um, pressure onto Connor Cody, who passed the ball weirdly to Rui Patricio, who came out yeah, right as he passed garbage it. Garbage pass. I don't so, know. Well, it would have been a good pass, but Rui Patricio literally walked out as he passed it. So he kind of like... He yeah, was, I, it would have been a good pass to where he was, and then Rui Patricio like cut it off before he passed it, and then he had to well, like stretch I, a leg. I, to get I, it. I don't know. I don't know what the thought process was all that because it was weird on both. It was just bad I don't communication. Know. Yeah, it was weird. Um, so then the Rui Patricio just kind of has to like clear it because he can barely get a foot to it. Richarlison's right there, bounces it over uh, the keeper, 
I forget who the left back was. It might have been Yota. Or not Yota. Um, Doherty. And um, goes in for his first goal of the year. That's a crazy bounce shot. Yeah, I don't. We, me and Keith were talking before we started the podcast. Like, how do you. I don't. <laughs> not soccer players. We're like pretty much wreck fun time soccer Rec players. League gods. Yeah, Rec League gods. We're Rec League Alex, champions, actually. We're the Alex Awobi. Let's, let's be clear oh, hey, about that. Oh, hey. i touch on that. Yep. Power, power to the Rec League champs right here. Um, we're the Alex Awobi and Moise Keen of the Rec League, <laughs> which is not saying a lot because they haven't scored. Or I scored. Awobi scored. Yeah, you scored. Awobi. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he bounced it in over the defenders. Um, a couple minutes later, Roman Seiss for Wolverhampton equalizes the game. And then it, uh, I don't know, it just goes back and forth. It was fifth-minute goal, nine-minute goal for Wolverhampton, 12th-minute goal on a header for Awobi. It was back and forth for the first 15 minutes of the game. Yeah. Uh, 2-1 for Everton going in at halftime. Then finally Jimenez equalizes in the 75th minute, probably the most reliable person on Wolves. And then not even five minutes later, it's back-to-back action the whole game. Richarlison scores a second goal off a header and puts it in Dude. to make it 3-2. Crazy Are Everton nice back? Are they back? To be determined. TB TBD because are Wolverhampton gone? <laughs> I don't know. I feel what's like going it's on. like this every year though. It's like yeah, this is Everton's year. <laughs> oh, the Wolves did better than you. <laughs> All yeah. right, this is Leicester's year. Wolves All have right, been well, bad Everton's better. Uh, this is Leicester's time. It's it's Wolves again. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's been. It, it, these two teams are usually pretty bizarre. Yeah, they're always fun to watch though. It's always an exciting time when you yeah. when Wolves or Everton plays because they're kind of that two those two like bizarre. Can be good, can challenge a top six team, can be bad, can lose to Watford. Everton, just be the best team in Liverpool, man. <laughs> <laughs> just do it, please. We all are begging you. Um, but, yeah, I think Everton have proven a lot from the past couple of games. I think we talked a lot of crap about them because their only win was at Watford, and then they lost 2-0 to Villa, who were struggling, and have drawn at Crystal Palace. But they got a, a necessary W at Wolves. They play Bournemouth next week, currently in sixth on the table, only on seven points, even though we were talking trash about them last week. But uh, Wolves are the team that we need to talk about at least a little bit. Um, major, major struggles here. Wolves are currently in seventh place, seventeenth place, not seventh, and they have three draws and one loss. Yeah, yikes! Luckily for them, third one of their draws is that your team is also trash, Man um, United, and they play other trash top six team Chelsea next week. So maybe they'll get another draw. Maybe get another point. Oh, wow. Now they'll still be 17th. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but good news for Wolves is they're also competing in Europa League. I said this at the beginning of the year. Europa League always has, adds this extra dimension of distraction. I got to say, fatigue. Europa League is pretty rough to play in if you're not like a top 16. Yeah, especially when they're playing. So when you don't qualify directly to Europa League, they got 7th last year. So they had to go through rounds of qualifiers. And so they've been playing qualifiers midweek for probably the last three or four weeks. Um, just got in after being Torino in a double-legged fixture um, this last week. And uh, so now they're playing regular group stage. Okay, Xbox. Um, so um, they are finally in. I think that is a good and bad thing. Like I said, it's an extra distraction. Adds more fatigue to your team. I think we see it kind of starting to show its way into the it Premier League fixtures. Burnley last year. Yeah, Burnley struggled last year. And I think Burnley are doing – where are they right now? Burnley are in 12th right now. And last year I think they didn't even have a point up to like this stage. Yeah. So you can see that it adds that extra dimension that – in a way is good because you're getting that Europa, Euro, Europe, fuck, Europa, European experience. <laughs> I need to say it in slow motion. Um, it. But it also creates an environment where you may not even be able to stay up 
or yeah. you're fighting for relegation in the Premier League because you're so tired. You might lose players to injury due to your competition. I can't say Europe at all. <laughs> Good for me. Um, hey, Sam, watch this. Europe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but another interesting note from this game is that Willie Bolly got a, a red card in the 95th minute like yeah, a complete other moron. So Colossal moron. <laughs> Colossal moron. Uh, um, he'll miss out on the next game, which is a big deal because, like I said, they're in the Europa League. And they need as much depth and to keep as many players healthy and alive. I don't know why alive. They're not dying. Healthy and ready for every game possible. So, yeah, we'll see what they can do. But moving on to the Final last game. game of the weekend, probably one of the most exciting games, to be honest. That was, yeah, that was that was actually really fun to watch. Um, Arsenal versus Tottenham Hotspur. Um, the North London Derby took place at the Emirates Stadium this time, not Whitehart, not Whitehart Lane. Um, a game in which, in all honesty... Arsenal kind of battered them. Kind of. like Sort of. So the first half was it was pretty much all Tottenham. Yeah. Um, Christian Eriksen got a nice little tap in because Bern Leno spilled a, spilled a ball and didn't get it. And then Eriksen tapped it in. Also, Eriksen was rumored today. It was either that day he left or that day he stayed. He was in the starting lineup. Everyone assumed he's staying. He's staying now. Might leave in January still, but he gets a goal in his first game back for Tottenham. Um, later, Harry Kane... Scores a penalty, which is no offense to Harry Kane, that's what he's good for. I don't know. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but in is the forty, Pinaldo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then in the forty fifth, forty uh, sixth minute, Alexander Lacazette scores a goal finally for Arsenal. It looked like they were knocking on the door forever, and um, he does the classic Lacazette stare down at the crowd. It was kind of beautiful. Um, Twitter was kind of mad because they were losing, so why the hell was he doing that? <laughs> but um, I think it added, it riled up the crowd. If you if you listen to the crowd that second half, oh my god, it was bonkers. Oh, I, I hate mean, Arsenal I, fans, but they're I'm so not passionate. Even, I don't even like Arsenal, but I was cheering for them. Second yeah, half. I, mean, I, like, I was cheering for them too. Just the energy was there. I was like, I'm yeah. here for it. I mean, I hate Socrates, but I was there for it. <laughs> god, I wish I wish I could see like the stats that were that differentiated the first and second halves because it was yeah. crazy. Um, yeah, this was a true like. Like rough, like Darby. I mean, like I, it was like it the was first one I've seen a while that was, I was like, fun. "Oh, this is a rivalry, rivalry." I mean, oh, like it was probably one of my favorite games to watch like, yeah. in a while. So like, first was half fun. was first half was all Tottenham, um, and they like kind of dominated possession. They dominated the ball. They had all the chances. Um, David Luiz is making mistakes like he does. I mean, it, <laughs> it was it was a mis- what's the word I'm looking for? A shambolic Arsenal first half. Um, then right at the end, you could see they could sense that, hey, we're, we're going to push forward. You could, so they started believing themselves. Pepe was making some good runs. He ended up getting the assist for Lacazette on this on this play. And then the second half comes out. I don't know what was into them, but they went crazy. I don't think Tottenham had the ball for longer than two minutes at a time. Yeah, They were just battering shots. Arsenal ended the game with 26 shots compared, which is double what Tottenham had. And then eight shots on target, which is less than Tottenham's. But they were, I mean, they were battering. They were in the box or in the final third for probably... I would say 30% of the second half, which is a lot. Yeah. It um, was, I mean, it was just constant. Just like, are they going to score? Yeah, it was a lot of good chances. There was a lot of good shots. I have to say, Tottenham's defense looked pretty solid, though. It, it like, looked good in the final third. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They didn't They didn't allow many decent chances, even though they were there the whole time. Yeah. But I would say that... Well, I mean, when I say sh- solid, I mean, they got scored on like twice, but... Yeah, but they, they should have been scored on more. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I think they should have been scored on way more. I think um, for Arsenal, this is a huge bonus. I think if you're Arsenal, you ride this... You ride this energy and you ride it forward. I think this is what we expect from Arsenal: crappy defense and all high octane offense. It's basically what and we got. What, yeah, and that's what it was. In the second half, first half, I think they were trying to play possession. That's Unai Emery ball. I think they kind of have to lose that identity of Unai Emery. 
and move forward and move on to this identity that we all basically know they have and they I mean, should they have, have, but they aren't embracing. I mean, they have like two of like some of the fastest people in the Premier League playing yeah. striker and wing, and then they also have Lacazette. I mean, you just got to boot that thing long and just mm-hmm. pray that Pepe gets behind it or Aubameyang gets behind that. I mean, yeah, and it was one of the. It was one of the first games where they all three started together. In I know. Fact. So I mean, that's an exciting attack. Crazy, and that's the that's the attack we all looked for. Like when when they signed Pepe, we're like, oh god, yeah, here it comes. And we, the weird thing is, me and Keith last year we raved about Lacazette and Aubameyang starting together, which is weird because they don't always start together. I don't understand that. I still don't because when they were together, like they were going nuts. Yeah, and like I said before, Unai Emery loves possession, so I think he likes to pack the midfield with players like Grant Shaka, who I don't know why he still is even on the team. Um, and they lost Henrik Mkhitaryan after this game. And Davis Tobias is also good. So, I mean, they do have some good midfield players, but I think if you're looking at the team, you're going, whoa, that attack is crazy overpowered compared to the rest of the team. You need to focus on the attack. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think moving forward, I think Sabayos needs to be starting, which he isn't. I think this front three needs to be starting together. I think Torreira needs to start every game because he's probably one of their best midfielders. It's a good thing they sold Heinrich Mkhitaryan. <laughs> yeah, I think Grand Jaka is still the weirdest player ever. He's their captain. Which is bizarre because he'll get a yellow card or red card every game. Um, Meza Ozil still isn't playing, so I don't know. I would say a lot of positives for Arsenal. On the flip side, I'd say there's a lot of negatives for Tottenham. A lot of question marks. Um, they looked horrific in the second half. They couldn't keep I mean, the ball. Harry Kane can't find seem to find the goal without the ball just landing in front of in front yeah. of his foot. Or getting a penalty. Yeah, or, or getting a penalty. So I don't know. I think Tottenham is in a not crisis. They're in a state of a little bit of shock. I think Pochettino, I think they made a lot of signings, and Dombele, Lasoso were good signings, and they were pretty happy about that, striking their midfield. Um, and Dombele doesn't look that great. Lasoso doesn't start when he comes in. He looks, eh. Um, their front three is still TBD. We don't know if Mora's going to start. We don't know if Sun's going to start. I think Sun is the better of the two, but I think Mora provides more opportunities at goal. I think Sun is just a workhorse, and I don't know. He's just always decent. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Tottenham look weird. Both Very teams, spot. both teams are sitting. Well, no, Arsenal. Arsenal's doing but slightly better. They have seven points. Tottenham, Manchester United, and Chelsea all sit on five points. So I think those three teams are looking at themselves and thinking, "What's going on? What are we doing? How are we moving forward?" Um, Champions League soccer is coming back soon, so Tottenham will have to focus on that a little bit more as well. Yeah. Um, Arsenal are focusing on the Europa League once again, but um, Arsenal, I think, are the better of those teams. I think Arsenal has the best chance of breaking the top four out of those teams, which is bizarre to say because you expect all those teams to be in the top four. Yeah. But, I, don't know, I mean, it's not looking like it. Yeah, Tottenham's not looking good, but I think if they can figure it out, I think they'll be better than Arsenal, though. Yeah, I think I think on the upside, Tottenham have much more, what's the looking Potential. For? Potential. I think Arsenal is kind of screwed on defense because, oh God, David Luiz is such a funny player, yeah, dude. Socrates is like your best defender. <laughs> yeah, and they're not good. But um, that does it. For the results this week, um, if we're looking at the score, I think I won 6-4 on predictions. I didn't do do too hot this week. Let's go! He's still leading them all-time points. (laughs) Yeah, I think that was our lowest in a while. At least your lowest. You've been doing really good the past few weeks. But um, So we're going to do the predictions now for games that are happening in two weeks. So you won't hear a podcast next week. Um, You'll you'll get a podcast after these games happen in two weeks' time, post-international break. Um, we're going to take a week off. Yeah. Live it getting up. Getting sick, anyways. Yeah, he's getting break. sick. We need him to recover. He's been focusing too much on the podcast. Yeah. Staying up all night. I mean, it's crazy how much effort I put into this. <laughs> um, but first game on that Saturday back from the international break is Liverpool versus Newcastle. Keith, what do you got? Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to go like 4 0 Liverpool. 4 0. Okay, I think I'm going to go Liverpool. 
3-1. Okay, okay. Um, Brighton versus Burnley, B teams. Oh, boy. You go first in this one. Okay, I think Burnley's going to win 2-0. See, I want to say 1-1, but I don't think it's right. I'm going to go 1-0 Burnley. Okay. Man United versus Leicester, your team versus a team that we just raved about. If you, if it's at Old Trafford, though. I'm going to let you guess why I'm saying 1-0 United. You're going 1-0? <laughs> I don't uh, even know if they'll win, but 1-0 United. I'm going to go draw. 2-2 draw. Okay. Um, Sheffield versus Southampton. Dude. That's a good game. 2-2. 2-2? I'm going to go Southampton. No, wait. You know what happens when you change, Keith? All right, two two. <laughs> it's still wrong. It doesn't. I'm gonna get it wrong anyway. Yeah, so I, I think Southampton was gonna win this game. I really don't know what to think. That's why I said two two. <laughs> I think Southampton was gonna win this game one zero. Spurs versus Crystal Palace. All right. Uh, I think this is the time for the Spurs to get their form back. Two one Spurs. Okay. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it one zero Spurs. Okay. I'll let you go first for this one. Wolves versus Chelsea. Um, two teams. Obviously struggling. I'm going to say Chelsea, who need it, need it, still end up with a draw. <laughs> I think it's going to be 2-2 draw. I don't want to – what games we got left? I don't know if I want to use my one. My one. Uh, my Your bad. one, same. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go 2-1 Chelsea. Okay. Um, Span City versus Norwich. Oh, this is going to get bad for Norwich. Sorry, Pookie. I'm going to give this to the boys. I'm going to give it to them 5-0 again. It's going to be like anytime it's a bad team. Can't be my same either. 4-0. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Bournemouth versus Everton. Ooh. I'm going to say Everton 2-0. I'm going to go 2-1 Everton. Smart choice. Uh, Arsenal versus Watford. This could be bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know what's crazy, though? I think Watford's still going to pull a goal out, but... Yeah. I think Arsenal might get three this time. Okay, so 3-1. Yeah. I'm going to go 3-1. That's our, okay. that's our same one. That's okay. our same one. And then Villa versus West Ham. I think West Ham are going to win this game. 3-1. So. It's at Villa. 3-1? Yep. Nah, dog. 2-1. 2-1. Okay. See, I thought we were going to have the same for that, but I guess nah, not. Nah, nah, nah. Well, that is our predictions for the in two weeks. So don't forget, not going to be here next week. But you can always follow us on Twitter. Keep up with the news. We'll probably be tweeting a little bit. I haven't been tweeting as much, but I'll try to get back in the game. Um, at Pod Premier on Twitter. Make sure if you aren't already subscribed, hit that subscribe button, smash that like button, ring the notification. <laughs> um, but yeah, subscribe, leave a five star notification, notification, five star review on iTunes if you can. We love the support, um, and tell all your friends about how awesome me and Keith are. But uh, thank Pretty you guys awesome. for awesome, <laughs> super awesome. <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you in two weeks' time. See you guys. See ya.